Um, I'll just take a second to introduce Doug Larson. I don't know, I know I've told a few people this, but Doug was actually very instrumental in my life in going into Christian ministry when I was young. We'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> when I was younger, Doug and his first singing group came to our church and performed, and then we had a chance to meet them and talk about church work and things like that, and, and that planted the seed for me to want to go into church ministry, into a, a Christian ministry at that time. And so thank you, Doug, for years of you know, the, serving the Lord. Okay. Um, we have the whole scripture up here? Well... Do you want the I whole don't need I don't need the whole scripture. Okay. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to sing you a song. Is that okay? Yes. No. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Doug Larson, and I do live in Mountain Lake. And I don't know how many know, but I was in a, um, I've been in music for, since 1974. How many years is that? More, more than nine. So... Forty-seven. Wow. This is a song from Don Francisco many, many years ago. And it goes like this. Now it's hard to describe what my life used to be to someone who's always been able to see. You know, I wasn't unhappy or bitter that way. But everything's changed since I met him that day. I was down by the corner just passing the time, sitting in sunlight and feeling it shine, when the sound of the crowd began to grow in my ear. So I waited and I listened and I heard them draw near. Then a man stepped up to me and he spat on the ground. He put mud on my eyes and smeared it around. Sent me off to Siloam to wash off the clay. And I opened my eyes and I looked at the day. And I have no idea how he did it. I just know he was talking to me. Cause yesterday I was in darkness. But since I met him, I can see. When the Pharisees heard it, they put me on trial. Even called in my parents and grilled them a while. And when at the end, I defended the man who had opened my eyes, all the trouble began. I said ever since the beginning of time, no one's opened the eyes of someone born blind. And this man sent from God, who can't be denied. And they cursed me, they grabbed me, they threw me outside. And I really don't know how he found me. I just know he was talking to me. It was easy to tell by the sound of his voice. He was the reason I see. 
And as soon as he spoke to me, I couldn't hide The emotions that welled up from deep down inside And combined with the dreams that he made to come true To kneel there in worship was all I could do And I call him my Lord and my Savior For everything he done for me Cause yesterday I was in darkness But since I met him I can see I call him my Lord and Messiah For everything he's done for me Cause yesterday I was in darkness But since I met him Messiah Oh, since I met him since I met him, I can see. Since I met him, who? Oh, since I met him, since I met him, I can see. What a difference. Thank you. What a difference a day can make. I just want to take you back to that day. Here it was. Elmer wakes up early in the morning, starts taking a shower, getting ready for the day, eats a little breakfast and gets dressed. And he goes to his favorite spot. It's, it's the path that leads into the town. But before he leaves, he always grabs his tin cup. You know, it's got to be a tin cup because it rattles. He and he always put a few coins in there, you know. And that's what he did. He took his cup and he walks down to his favorite corner. Beautiful, sunshiny day. And whenever anybody came by, he'd always rattle his cup, you know. And sometimes people would come and put coins in, but others would sometimes take coins out. He couldn't tell. And it really didn't matter. But you find out what's in some people's hearts when they are givers or takers. And some people are givers, and... Some people is our takers. So here it was. All of a sudden, he hears this crowd coming. <laughs> he gets all excited because he knows there's always a good free will offering when there's a crowd that's coming. So he starts shaking his cup, you know, and, and all of a sudden, this man comes up and goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Spits right by his shoe. He couldn't see, you know. He's blind. He's wondering, what in the world's happening now? And that's not the only crazy thing. Now, all of a sudden, this guy bends over and starts playing in his spit. Now, I remember when I was young, my mama told me not to play in spit. You know, it's got germs. You know, it's got germs. Now, why in the world would this guy come up to him and spit on the ground and play in it? You know, he doesn't just play in it. 
he kind of wipes it on his eyes. I mean, he wipes it on. What would you think if somebody did that to you? I'd be speechless. <laughs> exactly. I'd be speechless. What else would you, Jim, what would you say? Yeah, it's kind of like, what's going on? Why are you doing this to me? What did I ever do? I'm just a beggar. Why are you spitting on the ground and putting mud on my eyes? It didn't stop there. Then he says to go wash it off. I'm thinking, wash it off? You just put it on. But you know what? I think this is the best example of blind faith. All right. I'm glad you laughed just for me. Anyway, here he goes walking through the town. He's got to walk through the town to get to Siloam. Now, I've got to tell you something. Now, Siloam is the pond of the city, okay? Now, the city was always, they were built on hills, right? So whenever it rained, it kind of cleaned up the city, right? So would the pond be clean or would the pond be dirty? Dirty. He's got dirt on his face going to a dirty pond. Hmm, this makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Now, I can imagine it had green scum and allergy and all that other stuff floating around. But here comes Elmer. He's walking into that pond. Doesn't know any better. Doesn't see. Can't see nothing. So he walks into that pond pretty soon. He bends down and starts washing his eyes. And all of a sudden, he walks. Something happened. Something happened. He picks up that water and starts pouring it out. He's never seen water before. He's never seen his hand. He's got two hands. What happened? This guy just spit on the ground. He made mud and now he put it on my eyes. What happened? And why? Let's just back up a little bit. In the beginning of the story, John 9, if you want to check it out, it says this. Jesus and his disciples were walking into town. Now, his disciples noticed that there was a blind man. They said to Jesus, hey, hey, Jesus, whose sin was it that this man is made blind? Was it his mom and dad's sin or was it his sin that made him blind? And what was Jesus' response? Anybody know? Huh? I heard it. Who said it? For the glory of God. Dale? Absolutely right. He said for the glory, so a glory of God, so that God may be glorified. Does it make any sense? Does it make any sense? Now, that guy, that guy is just like us. Is just like us. 
Anybody here ever feel blind? <laughs> not know what's going on, not knowing what you're doing, and you just kind of wonder, oh my gosh, what's going on? Especially with the world today, we're wondering, what's going on, God? Are you here? Hello, anybody around? <sighs> blind. So that God may be glorified. I want to ask you, do you think Elmer had any idea this was going to happen to him that day? I want to ask you this. What did Elmer do? What did he do to get healed that day? Huh? He believed. He believed and went and watched his That's the key. We are not saved by the works of the law. We cannot save ourselves. Anybody here believe that you can save yourself by what you do? Do you believe that you can have righteousness by what you do? Anybody believe that? That's just like this blind man. It was nothing he could do to get healed except for what Linda said. Faith. By faith, he was healed. By faith, we are saved. In Romans 1, verse 16 and 17, it talks about the righteousness of God. And what does it mean, the righteousness of God? First of all, what is righteousness? Dale, do you know what righteousness is? Charity, holiness. Okay, would you say being right, being made right with God? Being made right, right? Is, that's something that we can't do, right? Righteousness is, is a gift. It is given to us. By whom? By God himself. And that's why it is so exciting to, to see that blind man who's just like us, receiving his sight for free. For free. Not that he deserved it. Not that he had to do anything but believe. He received that gift of sight because he believed. Just like us. We try so hard, often, to do the right thing. And we often struggle to do the right thing. And so amazing that we always end up short of trying to do the right thing. But what's so amazing to us, it's not about us at all. It's not about us at all. It's all about Jesus and what he did and what he does and what he will do that really matters. Because he made us righteous. 
That's what makes us different. If I was to ask you, what does the word gospel mean? What does the word gospel mean? Who said that? Good news. And I was, if I was to ask you, what is that good news? That we have salvation through Jesus? Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> I'm glad. Now, if you were to tell someone else, how would you do that? How would you share that good news? Now that we have know, now that we all know that we have received it, how can we share that? with someone who doesn't have that. And we do need to know what that gospel is, what it means, what it can do. The good news is that we're saved through Jesus. Would this statement be true? Jesus lived the perfect life that none of us can live. Can you repeat that after me? Jesus lived the perfect life that none of us can live. That's part of the gospel. The second part is, he died the death we all deserved. Repeat after me, or not repeat, repeat it with me. He died the death that we all deserved. Now, my question to you is this. What death was it? What death was it that we deserved? Eternal death? Who said that? Well, I knew you would, Lindy. Spiritual death. What does that mean? What does that mean, spiritual death? And why is that so important? For us to realize. <sighs> you say that? I uh, thank you. Total separation from God. Can you only imagine when the disciples said to Jesus, would you show us the Father? Jesus, can you show us the Father? I want to see the Father. And what was Jesus' response? As you see me, you see the Father. You see, because the Father and I are one. Now you must realize, when Jesus suffered the spiritual death, he was ripped apart from his father. Because in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 21, talks about Jesus who became sin for us. The man who knew no sin became sin for us. Right? Jesus became sin. And at that moment, when Jesus became sin... 
God the Father had to leave. Jesus did not become sinful. He just became full of sin because he took on all of our sin. And that moment when he was torn from the Father, the Father had to leave him. And Jesus was there alone. That spiritual death, I believe that started in the Garden of Gethsemane when he started bleeding blood. When he was saying, God, can you do something? Can you do something to take this cup away from me? And he couldn't. But Jesus could have just said, okay, these people just aren't worth it. When somebody sweats blood, you know something's going on, seriously. And Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to be torn apart from the Father so that we could be a part of the Father. Because now we are in Christ. And when God looks at us, he doesn't see us as the sinners, but he sees Jesus. I am covered over with the robe of righteousness that Jesus gives to me. I am covered over with the precious blood of Jesus and he lives in me. Oh, what a joy it is to know my heavenly Father loves me so and gives to me my Jesus. So now may that Jesus who covers you in his blood and who has given his life for us. Take us today into the world who needs the Lord to share the good news of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.